0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Broadway with Body Slams. Today I'm reviewing WrestleMania 38. Now I'm not going to go long and talk about every single match for a long period of time, but I am going to give my thoughts on the show, which I thought was a pretty solid show. If I were to rate WrestleMania 38 out of 10, I'd give it an eight, easily. A really good show. You, know, you go back to WrestleMania 37, the year before. I thought the the main event with Roman. Daniel Bryan and Edge. I thought that was a really good match. And I was interested in seeing uh Bray Wyatt as The Fiend make his return and and face Randy Orton, but the booking of that match was kind of weird and Alexa Bliss turned on The Fiend, which I don't know why they would have done that so soon, and we never really got an explanation for it. <clears throat> you got to forgive me if I sound a little funny or I clear my throat because I uh, I'm getting over a head cold. And I believe I'm on the tail end of it, so hopefully it's out the door. But I've been battling that, so I just want to get that out of the way. Um, But yeah, overall, like WrestleMania 38, I thought was a really good show. And, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, right? But I don't think, outside of wrestling, I have ever seen fans just so always needing something to complain about. I've been on Twitter since, you know, the first night of WrestleMania. I always check Twitter, but you know, I like to follow and see what everybody else is saying about Mania. This was a good show. And there were still people complaining about everything. Complaining about the main event. You had the AEW fans complaining about Cody Rhodes and burning his merchandise. Like, are you serious? Like I understand, there are some people like that in sports too, like with their sports teams. If somebody leaves and they burn their jersey or something, I mean that's just stupid on your end. Like they got their money, so you're you're burning your own money. It's just stupid. Uh, sell it if anything, you know. Uh, but no, so many people complaining about the main event of of, of Sunday night, complaining about Cody Rhodes, and uh, just I'm like, man, can't you all just watch a TV show? And if somebody likes something and you don't like it, okay, whatever, leave it be. Not everybody likes the same stuff. I just, I couldn't get over all of the negative talk online for the most part. You know, it's the, I don't want to say internet wrestling community because I don't like to put myself in that. The internet wrestling community to me are toxic people. They are, they are toxic people. I know this is technically considered internet wrestling community by doing a podcast of wrestling. But like some people just take this stuff so serious. It's a television show. Sit back and relax and watch it. If you don't like everything on the show, that's fine. Not everything has to be for you. And I've learned that over the years. But anyway, let's start talking about the show. Like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on everything, just kind of going to give my thoughts about the bigger things that happen through the night so here we go let's start off the first match was the usos defeating shinsuke nakamura and rick boogs for the smackdown tag team championship they defended it uh those titles in six minutes and 55 seconds i think it is always a great idea to start a show off with the usos they are so full of firepower man i don't think the the usos have ever had a a bad showing like these guys they're always exciting so a great call whoever decided to put them on first that is awesome uh i like shinsuke nakamura i think this guy is so full of charisma but i think wwe has dropped the ball with him so many times and i hope eventually they can get him back to where he was when he you know first came to the main roster I, I liked him a lot. You know, he even had that main event with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. It kind of didn't go the way many people thought it would. They thought it was going to be some kind of huge stellar match. And it just was what it was. I can't remember what year that was. But um, I I like Nakamura. I do. I think he's good. And honestly, I thought it was very weird that they put Rick Boogs with him until I saw them interact together. You know, Rick Boogs do the introduction before Nakamura comes out. He plays the guitar and um, Rick Boogs is like a jacked, buffed Freddie Mercury. Okay, he's a likable guy. I like him. Unfortunately, in this match, though, he legit got hurt. I don't even know up until this point that I'm recording this, if it is exactly said what happened to him. But I thought it was part of the show. Like, I thought it was a part of the finish But no, apparently it wasn't, and he was carried off. So hopefully, you know, nothing crazy there. Uh, But overall, a really good match to start off with. Let's move on to the second one. Drew McIntyre defeated Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. Uh, Eight minutes, 35 seconds for this one. I am somebody that hasn't been crazy about Drew McIntyre. I think the guy has an incredible look. His size, man. He's he's a monster. Okay. But there's just something about him that I don't want to say bores me, but it definitely my interest just isn't there. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if a lot of it has to do with, you know, because he kind of got screwed there because the pandemic and everything happened when he got the championship. You know, he won the Royal Rumble right before all that fell through. And He was the champion when nobody was there, when there was no attendance. And that's got to be hard. Uh, so I know that I've read that they're grooming him to be Roman's next big opponent, or eventually they're going to get there, but I didn't know this up until, uh, today. Baron Corbin's, um, end of days move, which is a really cool move has not been kicked out of until Saturday night there the first night of mania by Drew McIntyre. Now I knew there for a while. I want to say like back 2017, 18 nobody was kicking out of it, but I didn't know up until this point. Still, nobody kicked out of that move and Baron or uh sorry, Drew McIntyre was the first one to do it. That's that's good. I mean cuz right now you're trying to find Roman a legitimate uh, opponent. Roman has a list of people that he's gone through. You got to start building these people and doing things with them to make them look like legit contenders for him. So I like that. I thought Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin had a, a really good match here. McIntyre had that flip over the top rope for his size and stuff. Man, that... That's impressive, very impressive. And then at the end of the match, this madcap, madcap Moss, which I don't know much about, uh, he tries to get in the ring. McIntyre has his sword and ends up cutting the, the ropes. And I'm like, man, we're only on the second match. We're cutting ropes? Uh, but no, overall, thought uh, McIntyre had a really good showing. And honestly, so did Corbin. But I think, I don't know. There's so many things they could do with Corbin, and he's kind of... They've put some time into this thing where he was broke, and now he's 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 loaded. Apparently, he's happy, Corbin. Either way, um, I've always liked Corbin and McIntyre. I think they had a really good showing here. On to the third match of the first night, the Miz and Logan Paul defeating the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic, in eleven minutes and fifteen seconds. Now. My huge takeaway from this, and which I'm sure everybody's takeaway is, Logan Paul is a natural heel. It's not a secret. We, You know, we always hear about Jake Paul, his brother. The Pauls are, the Paul brothers are heels. And the way that he was in this match, you know, the the history with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, freaking... Logan Paul gets in there, does the three amigos, okay, then climbs the turnbuckle and does the Eddie shuffle and then jumps off the top rope with the frog splat. Man, the fans were heated. He's sticking his tongue out at him. I thought he was great. I did. And I thought pairing him up with the Miz, with who also is a natural heel, uh, just, it was gold. But I didn't quite understand the ending it was rumored for a while that Dominic may turn on his dad, and I thought that was coming. I thought it was coming. However, they swerved us and had the Miz turn on Logan Paul, which didn't make any sense to me. I don't. I don't know why. I feel like we're going to see Logan Paul a little bit more. Um, who knows? It might might not see him again until SummerSlam. We don't know, but. I just didn't understand that. I liked the pairing of Miz and Logan Paul, but they put an end to that. All right, match four. All the way up till this match here, I thought this match was the best match of the night. Bianca Belair defeats Becky Lynch to win the Raw Women's Championship in 19 minutes and 10 seconds. I mean, Bianca Belair, she is... She's so good. And I'm not taking anything away from Becky Lynch either. However, that look she had made me feel like Ziggy Stardust was in the ring. Um, These girls put it all out there. And this, you know, Bianca Belair last year at WrestleMania took on Sasha Banks in a great match. Here they, here she is again having a great match with Becky Lynch. I don't know what else to say other than it was great. I mean, the back and forth, the the different... Moves that these girls were doing. Uh, I don't know what happened. I did see, though, that Bianca Belair has, like, a nasty swollen eye. Her eye is almost completely shut. I don't know what happened there, but uh, just this this should have. And I know Becky Lynch, I saw her do it on an interview somewhere. I don't know where the interview was. or But she was complaining that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair should not be on after them they should be the main event and i'll tell you what she backed it up because out of the charlotte and ronda match and then bianca and becky absolutely right absolutely right but like i said all the way up until this point i'm like that's match of the night and then this happened who's it gonna
1: be Doesn't matter to Rollins who his opponent will be. Seth is ready to fight. Two hundred and twenty two pounds. The American Nightmare. Rose. This is surreal. I have got chills from undesirable to undeniable the prodigal son has returned six years away from the wwe now he's back
0: there was so much speculation of who seth rollins opponent was going to be and i got to give credit to seth rollins right now man he built this entire storyline himself himself this him clawing and fighting his way to get into wrestlemania and then getting a meeting with vince mcmahon mcmahon tells him i'm going to select your opponent and you'll know him when he makes his entrance many people are like oh god it's gonna be shane mcmahon nothing wrong with shane mcmahon i like shane mcmahon but we wanted something big here okay and we had heard rumors it could be shane it could be cody uh, even some late rumors started, oh, man, what if it's The Fiend? And I'm not going to lie to you, when the lights cut, it did cross my mind for a split second. But I'm glad it was Cody. You know, Cody Rhodes, uh, I just want to get this out of the way, too. Like, WWE didn't make Cody Rhodes. AEW didn't make Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes went off and done his own thing. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I saw it as a post saying that when Cody left WWE, he left a five hundred thousand dollar contract on the table. It could have been five or three hundred thousand. Well, I'm not sure. And he comes back and signs a three million dollar contract. Now, I don't know if those figures are right because somebody wrote that. That could be completely false news. But if that is true. That just shows you, like, he he knew that he was better, okay? And it was a shock when it was announced that he left AEW. And I know there's so many AEW fans that are so upset about it. And honestly, it's just not that serious, you know? Like, how's it okay for wrestlers to leave WWE and then go sign with AEW now, I know some might say, "Oh yeah," but they didn't have a choice; they got fired or whatever. Not all of them. John Moxley's one of them. He wanted out of WWE so bad, uh, but it's not. I have not seen one WWE fan, at least you know. I'm sure they're out there. Don't get me wrong, but I have not seen these toxic WWE fans like completely hating on him. I haven't seen it, but I see that with AEW fans uh, with Cody Rhodes. I saw it. All weekend on Twitter. And it's just like, man, it's just not that serious. Okay. Like, and I just want to say that there are, there is a huge difference between AEW fans and WWE fans. I know from experience going to both shows, I've been to AEW shows, I've been to WWE shows, and there is a big difference. I've given AEW a chance, I've been to multiple shows. There and I am thankful because I never got to see Sting in person until I went to an AEW show. Grew up loving Sting. Thankful that I got to go to an AEW show to see Sting. Very thankful for that. However, the fans they are, they're just so different. And I hate to say it like this, but their fan base is a huge part of why I don't care for AEW. That's a subject for a whole other time. But yeah, anyways, I thought Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE and standing on the biggest stage in pro wrestling, and I know if you're an AEW fan, you're, you're probably so mad at me right now calling me a WWE fanboy, but that's not true. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone to an AEW show if I was a WWE fanboy. It's just it's not, I've given AEW a chance multiple times. And it just doesn't grab me. There are people on that show I like, MJF, Britt Baker, uh I like Kenny Omega. I like, you know, these people. But there's also a lot of stuff on that show. It's just not for me. The name of my show is Broadway with Body Slams because I like the drama in wrestling. And I just don't feel like there's enough over there. I don't know. It's not I have nothing against, you know, AW, but I have to say their fans are a big part of why I'm not a huge fan of AEW or uh, really a fan in general. Um, But anyway, that's a whole other subject, a whole other time. But Cody Rhodes comes up out of the entrance ramp, makes his way to the ring. The fans are loving it. They're on fire. Um, Just, man, this felt like a big moment. And not only was it a big moment, it followed up That big moment followed up with the best match of the night. Not just the best match of the night. The best match of WrestleMania 38 in general. That is my opinion. And I feel like a lot of people share that opinion. These guys tore the house down. And okay, this is the last thing I got to say. Because it just just reminded me, as I said, as they tore the house down. I tweeted that on one of the WWE posts about Cody winning. I tweeted that these guys tore the house and they stole the show. I had so many AEW people, like AEW fans, let me say that, message me, cuss me out, telling me, you know, basically that I'm wrong, and then WWE's terrible, yada, 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 and then blocking me. Like, I can't even respond and chew these folks up. I can't, I can't, because they blocked me. It's like, I don't understand. Why are you people this way? But anyway... Cody defeats Seth Rollins in 21 minutes and 40 seconds. What a match. What a match. What a moment. I'm happy for Cody Rhodes. Uh, And I really, really hope that Cody gets the WWE championship. I do. I don't don't look for them to do it anytime soon because that's going to be a big thing whenever Roman gets beaten. But I'll tell you right now, Cody Rhodes is the guy I would have do it. He is. I mean, he he's really turned himself into a star. He's the son of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. We've got the American nightmare now, Cody Rhodes in WWE. I liked it. I, I loved it a lot. Very good. All right. Two matches left for the first night. We had Charlotte Flair, who was the SmackDown, or who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, defeating Ronda Rousey uh, in 18 minutes and 30 seconds. I got to tell you. I, I did not expect this last time Ronda Rousey wrestled in, uh, at WrestleMania was WrestleMania 35, I believe that was the women's triple threat with Charlotte and Becky and her. Um, I did not see her losing her second WrestleMania, but she did. She did. There was a little weird finish where the referee kind of gets knocked out and, uh Charlotte did tap, but the ref wasn't there to see it. Um, so this is obviously gonna pick up again. And I don't know where it goes from here, but I gotta say, like it, it was a pretty good match. I I just don't think it lived up to Becky and, and Bianca. Um and a lot of I saw a lot of people commenting and saying, you know, that was a terrible match. It wasn't a terrible match. They just unfortunately had to follow Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. After seeing a big match like that in a big moment, things start to settle down a little bit. Um, I think it was the there was like a woman there was a women's match at WrestleMania 30 that followed Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. A big moment happened when Lesnar beat Undertaker, and the streak was over. And that crowd was just so taken out of it. That following match was just like people were. They still couldn't process what just happened. And I think that's kind of what happened here. People were just still processing Cody Rhodes making the return and and having a fantastic match with Seth Rollins. Uh, But overall, no. Charlotte and and Ronda, I thought, for the most part, had a good match. Uh, Just bad placement, unfortunately. All right. So then we get to match seven, the main event which we weren't even so sure that it was going to be an actual match. There, I've heard rumors. Uh, I like to listen to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Conan from WCW. Uh, he, he's on there with Disco Inferno and uh, their buddy Joe Feeney. It's a great podcast. I recommend it. Uh, however, if you are not a fan of the language, Conan likes to throw it out there. It uh, really doesn't bother me a whole lot. You know, I just I love to listen to him, man. They they got they got some good stuff on there. And they got a guy who comes on there. His name's Billy Body, and he is in the dirt sheep business. He he, you know, has sources. It tells him what's going on, and and I hear some things from him on there. And he is pretty accurate for the most part. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard him not be accurate. Um, not like freaking Dave Meltzer. That guy's a goof. But anyway. I was following what he would be saying about this whole Austin thing. There were talks about Austin, um, you know, not wanting to be in the main event because he didn't want to take that away from Charlotte and and Ronda Rousey. And, um, he also, there were also talks that he wasn't sure that he could, you know, maybe it could turn into a match. Eventually this, they just have like an altercation, uh, see how Steve does and then go from there. But no, they they had the KO show. Kevin Owens comes out. He's, he's Kevin Owens is great on the microphone. I mean, he's great in the ring, too. But I got a lot of really good chemistry. Also, this storyline here was very cheesy. You know, the, Kevin Owens hating Texas. Like, this is SpongeBob, Sandy Cheek stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. it's It was not a good storyline. It just, it wasn't. It was a pretty crappy buildup. But Austin comes out. You know, Kevin Owens is going on and on and on. And finally, when that glass shatters, you know it's coming. You're just waiting. And when it finally happens, that place erupts.
1: See, what we have here is the absolute worst role model in the history of WWE. I should know. I used to look up to him. But tonight, when he's sitting in that chair, I am gonna look at him right in the eyes and tell him how much I think he sucks. And you know what he's gonna do about it? He's not gonna do a damn thing. He is gonna sit there in that chair and he's gonna take it. Because he knows that if he doesn't show me the respect I deserve, the respect I command, I will hit him with a stunner right in the middle of this ring and pour a beer right on his stupid bald head. And you know what, I'm not done. I actually have a whole lot more to...
0: Kevin Owens is sitting in the ring. Uh, He's got his KO show set up. Austin's tearing it down. And Kevin Owens gets up and he's like looking at Austin. And Austin's just acting like he's not even there. Like he doesn't even exist. It's Austin and all of these fans. That's the only people that's there. Uh, Eventually, they sit down. They have a conversation. Austin just, man, his facials are so good too. Like He's just staring at the camera like, you're kidding me, right? Uh, They go back and forth for a little bit. And then Kevin Owens, you know, for the most part, Austin's just listening. It's kind of like building up. It's boiling. He's going to be boiling over here soon. But finally, they get to the point where Kevin Owens tells Austin, I've tricked you. See, I don't want you on my show. I didn't want you on my show. I want you in a match. And they stand up and they remove everything from the ring. And I'm thinking to myself, they're going to hot shot this they're going to act like they're about to fight and then Kevin Owens is going to roll out of the ring and say I'm not fighting tonight I'll fight you tomorrow night just kind of like a a cliffhanger not that people need a cliffhanger to watch the second night of mania but I thought that was going to happen and people would not would have you know would not have been happy I mean some people I think you can buy separate tickets maybe some people only went to night 1 but didn't go to night 2 I don't know why you would do that but I'm glad they didn't uh, do that with Kevin Owens and Austin. When the bell rung, the crowd erupted because they couldn't believe it was happening either. Okay, Uh, Pretty back and forth, you know, that went all over the place. No holds barred. uh, Out in the crowd, up the entrance ramp. Austin, you could tell, looked a little rusty. And, I mean, as he should. He hasn't wrestled in 19 years. But he was still Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was, uh, I mean, he, he, he took a, let me think what it was. It, it was a suplex. That's exactly what it was. He took a suplex on the concrete floor out where the crowd was standing. Um, he, he took Kevin Owens up the ramp on the four-wheeler and uh, suplexed him up there a couple times, make their way back to the ring. Kevin Owens, the whole thing with the chair bouncing off the rope, hitting him in the head. Stone Cold Stunner, one, two, three. What a great way. To end WrestleMania 38 night one. Uh, just stone cold man. He he is so timeless. What a. One of the all time best. One of the all time best. I mean he, he knows how to have fun too. He does. And uh, ends the show. And we thought that would be the end that we see of Austin. However it was not. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Let's get to the second night now. WrestleMania Sunday taking place on April 3rd. We start off once again with a tag team match. Uh, first match of the night. RK bro, Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle. Well, now Riddle, sorry. Um, defeating the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. And the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. This match went 11 minutes and 30 seconds like I said, RK Bro retaining, um, their uh, their Raw Tag Team Championships. This was another really good match to open the show with. A lot going on here. It was chaos, and those seem to be my favorite kind of matches when it's just one thing after another. You know, back and forth. That's why I love like triple threats, uh, the gimmick matches too, like the Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell. I love the that kind of stuff. It's chaotic and, and you really don't have a, time, a chance to, to not keep your eyes on the television. My eyes were glued to the TV through this whole match. Uh, good stuff. I want to just say, you know, with the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, it has taken him a while to kind of figure out who he is, I guess, or what character he wants to be. But this whole thing with him... And Otis, very entertaining. His his catchphrase, the shoosh thing, and and thank you, the way he says it. It's good stuff, man. I, I think he's very entertaining. He's just one of those guys you like to see get beat up. But awesome first match, Randy Orton and Riddle. There's also some talk there in time. Riddle and Orton splitting up. Uh, but I think that got put on hold until further notice. So, um, That'll be that'll be a good good story too. You know, you can't trust Orton for too long. But all right, second match of the night. Bobby Lashley defeating Amos or Omos, whatever this guy's name is, okay. This uh Omos, that's his name. That's I think I said, I don't know. Omos. This Omos dude is huge. Okay. And I did not see Bobby Lashley winning this. I didn't. I saw that he was. Um, he's. They've been building up Omos, and I'm like, there's just no way that Bobby Lash is going to go in here and win. And he does. He freaking defeats Omos in six minutes and thirty five seconds. Uh, I was confused by it, but as I am sitting here recording this, I have Raw on the TV to my side. And I just seen MVP uh, turn on Bobby Lashley, and now he has joined with Omos. So I guess this is where they wanted to go. I mean, they still could have had Lashley lose to Omos and and had MVP leave him. But uh, I like Lashley. I have always liked Bobby Lashley. And I think Bobby Lashley would be a good fitting opponent for Roman Reigns eventually as well. Uh, They have now turned in babyface, so it it could be something we eventually see. Same with Omos. Omos and Roman Reigns. Got to start building guys for Roman to eventually, you know, he's going to probably beat all of them because I think we're we're still possibly going to be getting Rock and Roman at WrestleMania 39. But anyway, pretty short match. Eh, It was what it was. Nothing. It really didn't excite me, to be honest. All right, from there we have the third match: Johnny Knoxville defeating Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match, which took uh, 14 minutes and 25 seconds. I want to say this match had no right being this freaking good. Okay, I this match lived up, not not so. I don't want to say to the hype because it's not like it was hyped crazy. But I did my expectations for this match were were not this high. And Johnny Knoxville, you know, he he had an appearance there in the Royal Rumble and he kind of looked a little out of place. You know, he he didn't look as good as say Logan Paul did, okay? When he was at the Royal Rumble. So I just didn't know what was going to happen here. This match was pure entertainment from beginning to end. I mean, the crowd loved it. There were different spots that they do in the show. Jackass, the hand, um, just, you know, there was the bowling ball that he ran, or he he threw it and hit Sami Zayn right in the crotch. I also got to say, Sami Zayn is so underrated. Like, he is, he's so entertaining. He really is. And he and Johnny Knoxville, many would say, they stole the show on the second night. And I would agree. Uh just it did it didn't have no reason being this good. Then Party Boy shows up, takes his clothes off, gets Sami Zayn in the corner, starts dancing on him, you know, like he like he did on the shows and in the movie. But uh and then We Man comes out from under the ring. Okay, I want to know why all the little people are under the ring. Hornswoggle's under the ring, you know. Now we got Wee Man coming out from under the ring. And when he come out, the crowd popped for him, man. They were, they love Wee Man. And he comes out and he body slams Sami Zayn. So not only do we have the legendary WrestleMania moment from WrestleMania 3, Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. Now we've got Wee Man body slamming Sami Zayn. This was so entertaining. I mean, uh, all the way around, the fans loved it. You You could hear it. You could see it. Me sitting at home. Uh, my wife and I we were just laughing the whole time, laughing the whole time. Couldn't take our eyes off the TV, and that's how entertaining this was. If you didn't see this match, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you have. You're a wrestling fan. You're not gonna miss Mania. Um, go, you gotta see this. I mean, it's so so good. Now the finish of the match was like this giant mouse trap that eventually trapped Sami Zayn to the mat and he couldn't lift his shoulders the mousetrap did uh there was a malfunction it was supposed to pull the the string and it was supposed to go off well it didn't however johnny knoxville made it made it happen i don't know what he did but he made it work and just all around good stuff good match from beginning to end pure entertainment all right, following that, we had the fatal four-way tag team women's championship match. Naomi and Sasha Banks defeating Carmella and Queen Zelina and uh Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Uh Zelina and Carmella were the champions here. Lost their their uh their titles. I have to say, you know, Carmella is a very pretty woman, okay? Very pretty woman. I don't understand why they still have her wearing that weird mask when she wrestles. I know they say like it's to protect her face and all that, and, but it's like, ugh, do we still really need to be doing that? Come on. Uh, I like the stuff between her and Corey. You know, it's no secret they are engaged, and um, it'd just be weird if Corey Graves is sitting at the announce table and not, you know, kind of kayfabing that he and his wife. Are him and his fiancee? They're not a thing on WWE TV. So I like that they made that a thing. Corey Graves is so good. He is. He's a he's a great commentator, and uh, I liked his commentary throughout this match. Um, but yeah, Naomi and Sasha Banks get the win. I'm not so crazy about this. It only went ten minutes fifty seconds, but I just I hate when WWE just pairs people up just to pair them up. Like, why is Natalia with Shayna Baszler? You know what I mean? Why is Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan uh, a team? It's like, they just kind of throw these people together, and it's like, okay, go out there and make it work. I mean, whatever, you know. I, I think it was pretty predictable, though, that Naomi and Sasha Banks was going to get the win. So, anyway, from there, we have match five. Edge defeating AJ Styles. This match went 24 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, I honestly thought this match was probably going to be the one to steal the show. Not Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. This was a good match. Uh, The ending was a little weird with Damian Priest coming out. There were rumors of that going on for a while. That Edge was going to build a faction Uh, and Damian priest was going to be a part of it. Well, he comes out. AJ kind of is confused why he's standing at ringside and edge hits the, uh, the spear in midair beating AJ styles. I think that this could have probably, I don't know. I just, I don't think I was a big fan of the finish. I like the spear in the midair. But he didn't even make contact with AJ Styles. Just AJ Styles being thrown off for a split second by just looking at it. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not against the pairing of a or of uh, Edge and Damian Priest because Damian Priest has kind of been just there. He's somebody who kind of bores me. I'm not going to lie to you. And I like that he's a heel now because he looks like a heel. He just does. Now, I don't know how he's going to act as a heel he's going to be good or anything, but working under Edge, uh, Edge is fantastic. What a legend, but so many false finishes in this match and uh, pretty exciting moments. Good match. It was a good match. Then we had, I completely forgot about this one, and it only went a minute and 40 seconds. Thank God, because I was the least bit interested in it. Uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeated uh, the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods come out dressed like Biggie. You know, they're given their... They paid tribute to their friend who is sitting on the sideline uh, with a broken neck. And I don't... Mm, I don't know. The match was only a minute 40 seconds, and it just... It wasn't good. I'll tell you that. I think this was probably... And it's not just because of the time. I mean, a minute and 40 seconds. Like, what can you do with that? You know what I mean? Like, this match probably shouldn't even have been on the show, to be honest. It just shouldn't have been. Uh, Following that, we get Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theory with Vince McMahon. Uh, This took 9 minutes and 40 seconds. Pat McAfee is one of my... I am a huge football fan. And Pat McAfee is probably my source that I go to for sports news, all the big stuff going on around the NFL. And he also played uh, football in my home state or college football in my home state, literally um, just not very far from me at all at WVU. Uh, so we like to claim Pat McAfee uh, here in, in West Virginia, but he, he had a match before. There when he wrestled in NXT, and he was very impressive. But man, he was so impressive at WrestleMania. His entrance was cool, too, coming out with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. It, at first, it was weird, especially if you're a sports fan. You knew he played for the Indianapolis Colts. So why is Pat McAfee walking out with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders? Uh, but, you know, that was when he played in the league. He is now... Uh, He covers the NFL in general, so I guess it's not so weird, you know, having him come out with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. But the crowd loved him. Here we go! they loved him they were behind him this whole match and he showed up man when he did that backflip off the top turnbuckle and then runs and leaps from the mat to the top rope like the athleticism that he has I didn't expect it I didn't know he could do all that Uh, then suplexing Austin Theory off the top rope McMahon sat at ringside the whole time just kind of watched on and uh, McAfee gets the win Well, Vince McMahon kind of goes over theories on the ground outside. McAfee's celebrating his win. And McMahon's kind of making eye contact with him. And Pat McAfee's telling him, come on, come on. McMahon takes his jacket off. And he's like, nah, he puts it back on. The fans are like, are we about to see Vince McMahon get in the ring? Well, he takes his jacket off and the crowd pops, right? They're cheering. And then the bell rings. And then the fans really start cheering because it's like, wait a minute. Now we have a match out of nowhere that was never supposed to really happen. It was rumored that he was going to get involved somehow, some way, but now McMahon's having a match. Not only did Austin and Kevin Owens have a match out of nowhere that we weren't sure was going to happen, now we're getting Vince McMahon a match that we weren't sure is going to happen. Uh, This kind of, even though this match went Three minutes, 45 seconds between McMahon and McAfee. It felt like an eternity. Uh, McMahon had the help of Theory, and he uh, defeated defeat Pat McAfee. Now, following this, he's celebrating in the ring, and I texted my cousin, and I said, I look for either Shane McMahon or Stone Cold to come out, because my thought process was, Stone Cold's there. You're not just going to use him the one night. Like, he's coming back again. He, he's got to show up somewhere. And he, sure enough, the muse, the glass breaks. Here he comes. Comes to the ring. Hits Austin Theory with a Stone Cold stunner, which I would put up there with one of the best stunners of all time. Scott Hall was the best stunner of all time, in my opinion. This is a really good one, too. And then he hits Vince McMahon. It's followed up with one of the worst stunners of all time. Vince McMahon could never take a good Stone Cold Stunner, ever, ever. Go back to the Attitude Era, never took a good one. This one, not good either. Not good. Uh, But Austin, celebrating drinking the beer in the ring, asked Pat McAfee to come in. You know what's coming because you can't trust Austin. Stone Cold Stunner to Pat McAfee. Pretty entertaining segment. It was good, too, to see Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest rivalries in wrestling history. You know, all their stuff there in in 98, 99. And just over the years, it's so nice to kind of, as a wrestling fan, because that's the thing. Like, even if you're not a fan of today's wrestling, you're probably going to watch WrestleMania anyway. And for those fans that that grew up on that stuff or just watched it back then it's nice to see that stuff again it is nice because you know look what happened with scott hall no we're all not going to be here forever and same with these wrestlers i'm not saying anything's going to happen to stone cold i mean vince mcmahon is getting up there uh and dear lord he has not aged very well i'm not trying to be mean but man uh it's good to see this stuff it is so very entertaining and then we get to the main event roman reigns the universal champion with paul Heyman defeating brock lesnar the wwe champion in 12 minutes and 15 seconds a winner takes all match for both the wwe championship and the universal title
1: we have or exaggerate the enormity of the main event of
0: Wrestlemania.
1: title, that's my title. I'm in God mode. You ain't got a chance. This is my ring. This is my cameraman. These people, this commentary team, that sign right there is mine. I am Wrestlemania. I run this show and everybody works for me. You got screwed up, Roman. Blood for blood. You can run, you can hide, but at WrestleMania, I'm going to stand above you with two titles. I'm coming for blood! I'm going to hold the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, and I'm going to raise them over my head. And Brock's don't have no choice but to acknowledge me.
0: I saw it all over Twitter today. People saying how it was a good WrestleMania all the way up until the main event. I'm tired of seeing Roman and Brock Lesnar. This was their third WrestleMania match. The first time they wrestled, uh, very underrated, but man, the match turned out to be pretty entertaining. You know, the, the build up wasn't very good. Match was pretty entertaining, but it was interrupted by Seth Rollins, who cashed in and won the WWE Championship. The second time they wrestled, That crowd was just absolutely obnoxious. They didn't want them to be in the main event. They hated Roman. They hated Brock. Uh, It just, looking back, that's, it's not a good match because the fans hijacked that match. I want to say that was WrestleMania 34. Uh, But anyway, then we have their final encounter, which has the best buildup this far of this rivalry. Roman's best rival is Brock Lesnar. Now, Heyman is on the other side. We've got Roman now who's built the bloodline, you know, group with his, with his cousins, the Usos, and, and Heyman, the wise man. And Heyman is so good. You know, at one point in the match, Roman's uh, down and, and Lesnar's coming after Heyman. And he's telling, he's telling Brock, I love you, Brock. I love you. This was all Roman's idea just to distract Brock enough for Roman to hit a spear through the barricade like Heyman's he's he's too good man too good Uh, but you know fans were complaining they were like oh this was nothing but f5 superman punches german suplex spears and it's like these two guys are giants okay you've got two giant stars in the ring they're standing across from each other it's the main event of wrestlemania and it's a big fight feel because they are two big dudes and what do you expect them to do like hit each other with some little maneuvers here and there it's like no they're gonna throw their biggest best moves at each other that's in their arsenal and try to you know weaken the beast standing across from them it's supposed to be a fast and furious style match and there's just a lot of people that, you know, I don't get that. And this this might not have been for them, but overall, I thought the match was good. Um, I liked that Roman had to cheat to win. He's a heel. Like he he can't beat Brock on his own. He needs help. Whether it was Heyman uh handing him the championship belt and him hitting Brock in the head with it while the ref's down. And then he lo- you know, then he at one point in the match there before I think the title, uh being hit across Lesnar's face, he low blows Lesnar. And and he needed the help. And he had the, you know, Brock had the Kamara lock locked in. And Roman is trying to get to the rope. Behind the rest back, Heyman, with a great camera angle, by the way, pushes the rope in just a little bit so Roman can get to it. Now, at this point in the match, Roman is saying, it's out. Like his, his shoulder, it's out, it's out. And Haman, I loved it, man. He's sitting there hyping him up. Come on, my tribal chief. This is everything you've ever worked for and all this. And uh, I loved that. Now, the rumor going around right now is Roman legit had his shoulder out of place. There's been some photos that surfaced online today uh, of Roman's arm and That's why the match ended as soon as it did. Like, it didn't go any further. And, I mean, you can understand that because if that did happen, if Roman is your your guy, he's your face of the company going forward, you don't want to risk further injuring him. Uh, But they went straight to the finish after that. Now, I don't know if, you know, There's nothing's been announced that Roman's, like, legit hurt, but I think his shoulder was definitely out at least that's the rumor going around good match um the right guy won you know lesnar didn't need this win and and some will say well roman really didn't need it either because he's he's been on top for how long and it's like but i understand that but he is the guy going forward lesnar's had so many mania moments i mean he has the mania moment being the the guy that took the streak away from the undertaker uh you know this is the the least the guy can do is help the future of the company or going forward get the win so the right guy won here and that ended wrestlemania 38 like i said a really good solid show uh, i would give it an 8 out of 10 and i don't know what the fallout's going to be from here but i'll tell you what you know there are some guys that could be lined up for roman eventually uh, Omos, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, uh, edge, could get edge again. Uh, I I don't know. I want Cody Rhodes though. That's who I personally would like to see. Maybe, uh, maybe build Cody Rhodes up all the way up until SummerSlam and have him take the title off of Roman. I don't know where, what they're going to do. If rock Roman actually happens, they may have Roman carry that belt all the way to WrestleMania. Now, I think a a match like Roman and Rock doesn't need a championship belt. Like, that match is big enough alone, you don't need to have a title involved in that. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens going forward, but, man, I I gotta say, I might not love WWE television through the rest of the year, you know, Raw can be so boring. Those three hours, like, I can't sit through it. I can't. That's why I watch the highlights. If there's something I like, I'll go check it out. But when it comes to the big shows, WWE knows what they're doing. They know how to put on a show. And and when it comes to these big shows, man, they, they knock it right out of the park. So, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Broadway with Body Slams. We're going to be back on track with... Uh, different reviews from older wwe stuff i just wanted to review WrestleMania this weekend uh also coming up i don't know it might be the next episode it might be the following one you'll just have to stay tuned to find out i'm gonna give you guys my top five favorite wrestlemanians of all time Uh, and also the finger poke of doom is coming up i to be talking about that whole situation which some people believe is what killed wcw I disagree, but you're going to have to wait until I talk about it to hear why. So, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, wherever it is. Be sure to check out my other podcast, Save Crystal. It is a podcast dedicated to video game nostalgia. Uh, If you found this show you found save crystal somehow some way because this is where broadway with body slams is found on my uh initial save crystal podcast this is a bonus show um be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel save crystal gaming over there i do walkthroughs reviews all kinds of stuff i usually say i don't know what i'm going to post over there but there is content so with that being said i will see you all in the next episode.